the Bible Study Podcast, episode 51. This is the tenth and final episode in a series on what the Church is and what it's called to be. This episode will focus on truth. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. For those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, certainly truth is something that has come up before on this podcast. I think specifically of the series that I did on the armor of God and the belt of truth. But let's look a bit at what it means to be truthful. If you take your concordance and you look up truth in the Bible, you'll see a lot of different references. And usually it's Jesus saying, I tell you the truth, and then telling us something or other. Or it's Jesus being called the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. So there's certainly a big T truth that the church is supposed to be about. But then there are some practical places where I think truth needs to play out in the church, and that's really what I want to focus on today. The first one, obviously, is true about our situation. And I think of the verses in 1 John, 1 John 1, walking in the light. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him... Yet walk in darkness, we do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives." These words may sound familiar to you. I know in the particular church that I go to, in the Lutheran tradition, we use these words. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, often in a confession of sins which takes place at the beginning of a service. As we start every worship service, it's a common part of in our tradition to deal with the fact that we are sinful and imperfect people, and to start right up front with that request for forgiveness. Somehow this week we have probably, and most of us who are honest with ourselves, know specifically in what ways we have screwed up. We have fallen short of the mark, which is what sin means, to miss the mark. We've talked about that before. So it might be that we have failed to do something. It might be that we have done something we knew we shouldn't do. Part of the reason that we need to keep this in mind is I think that if we lose track of this truth, that we ourselves are imperfect, it affects our relationships with one another in the church. And you've probably seen this. There is the person in the church, possibly in yours, who forgets that they too are imperfect, and they deal with everybody as if they are not living up to their standards. The Bible is very clear that when we talk about the word sinners, for instance, the pronoun we should be using is us and we, not they and them. And when we start to get into a those sinners kind of mentality, then the church has stepped over the line into hypocrisy. And most people know that. Most people can see that. And that is both unattractive in the church and unproductive. Because people can see, I think, when we are being phony. And I think even if people can't tell that we are imperfect, it's our duty for us to remember to remind them. 
And let me bring up a specific example. As you know, I do a Bible study in juvenile hall. And so I'm dealing with people quite often whose faith is relatively immature. And I'll get a question like, what did you do before you became a Christian? Kind of wanting to hear, did I have some sort of conversion experience? And clearly I didn't do anything wrong now, but what did I do before I became a Christian? And I usually laugh at that point because they're really trying to imply that I'm perfect now. And no one who knows me thinks that I am perfect now. That's just not the case. That's just not true. I think I do a pretty good job, and I'm doing a great job in some areas, and in some areas I struggle. And that's the truth. And so that's something that I shouldn't try and pretend, because if I do, and you are struggling, you might think you're the only one. And that's not true. The church is supposed to be a hospital. It's supposed to be an emergency ward. It's supposed to be a place where those of us who are imperfect can go and can get help. It's a place where we're supposed to encourage one another, but if we put on these masks, if we think that we are all supposed to be perfect there, and therefore I'm the only one who is not, then we build up barriers to the truth that can set us free. We build up barriers to coming in and saying, I have a problem. One of the strengths, I think, of the 12-step program, which we've all heard about for alcoholism, is that that first step is to admit you have a problem. If you don't admit you have a problem, the thinking is you can't do anything about it. That is true in the church as well. We have to admit that there are days we think too much of ourselves. There are days our feet go where they shouldn't go. There are days our eyes go where they shouldn't go. Our tongues go where they shouldn't go. Our browsers go where they shouldn't go. There are days where we fall short of God's expectation for us. And if we don't admit that, then we can't move on. We're going to talk a little more about sin in the next episode as we deal with a series that I'm going to call Christianity 101, which will be a study of the book of Romans, but that will be next episode. But the other truth that we are called to explicitly in the Bible as a church, if you look in Ephesians 4, you'll get these series of verses. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. We are also supposed to be truthful to each other. When there's a problem, we're supposed to deal with the problems and not let divisions set up in the church. We will get angry with each other sometimes. The people who love me most probably get angry with me more than anyone else. For one thing, they actually care about what I do. And for the other thing, they're my family, I live with them, and I give them more cause than I give to anybody else. But what it says is don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't let it be a long-term problem. Deal with it truthfully. Now, when we say deal with it truthfully, put into context that further up in this chapter, it talked about speaking the truth in love. Honest but loving is way different than honest but spiteful. But the truth is something that is intended to cut through 
some of the things that can happen in relationships. If we don't deal with those issues, and if you're like me, you tend to not want to not deal with issues. I tend to be somebody who likes to avoid problems. I am not someone who likes to deal with things. I don't believe in speaking the truth in life. Well, I believe in it. I just don't practice it because it's a difficult thing to do. But then I'm letting the sun go down on my anger and that I'm letting things build up. In my marriage, sometimes, for instance, my wife may do something little and I may blow up, not because of this, but because the other six times that I didn't speak the truth in love, that I didn't deal with a little thing when it was still a little thing. And what this particular passage is encouraging us to do is not to let the little things become big things. As an example of what can happen when we're not truthful, There's a good illustration as Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and this comes from John 8. To the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that the truth will set you free? And Jesus goes on to say, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And he goes on, but I don't actually want to get into the details of what he said. I just want to deal with what they said. We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves of anyone. Okay, anybody read the Old Testament? How many different times have they, in fact, been slaves to somebody? They were slaves in Egypt. They were slaves in Babylon. They were set free by the Persians. They were enslaved in between the Old Testament and the New Testament by the descendants of Alexander the Great. In fact, that's what the whole Hanukkah story is about, is getting freedom from a particular ruler from that period of time, intertestamental. And while they say this, they are in the temple, and the temple is built near a Roman barracks. They are probably standing literally in the shadow of the oppression of a foreign power, and they are saying, we are descendants of Abraham, and we've never been slaves to anyone. They have so lost sight of the truth that they're not hearing it when the truth has come to them embodied in person in Jesus. We're called to keep our eyes open to the truth, the truth about those we love, the truth about the others in our church that we might help to restore, and the truth about ourselves. The church is called to be truthful, to be truthful in a healthy and helpful way. With that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. Sorry this episode came out a day late. I was at Macworld yesterday. If you have any questions about this episode or any episode, send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement, 
and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally? Search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.